Here he is. A thousand apologies. I hate it when people are tardy. It's good to meet you, boys. Thanks for coming out. You didn't masturbate before you got here, did you? You what? <laughs> I told you I don't want to work with anybody who's carrying a loaded weapon. Here we go. <laughs> oh, now we're cooking. Fuck it. Go for the case. What? You a bird. They're not going to shoot the bird. Ah! Shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you little asshole. Ah! Cheaters bring a sniper? So that's what a fucking brain looks like. <gasps> Whoa, fuck! Hey, hey. Party Marte. Come on, man. I like your cardboard armor. Protection from infection. You seem like a nice girl. We can't all be nice girls. The fuck? Yeah, so Steve-O gets to Chris and he's like, you see that? I did that. And Chris is all, no, I didn't fucking see it. It happened to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then Steve-O just replies, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? Isn't she precious? Less than one minute. Oh. I am very aroused. You guys, uh, you guys know this song. Is a little song I wrote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to sing it. No, God, don't, don't worry. Dude, I have that, that Billy Bass. Yeah. Don't worry, be happy now. Fuck these bitches, and I'm fucking all these hoes. Mean pussy like it's Oreos. I hate you. My teachers hated me too, but you know what? I own the assistant principal, <laughs> so I never got in trouble. No, you just pulled the black card at an all-white school. That's what you did. Yeah, I was going to say, it also helped that I was the only black one. Like, like that gave me so much power, I'm not going to lie. My school was, there was like two black people in the whole school. Yeah, it sucked dealing with racism and stuff, but I could do whatever the fuck I wanted at the same time. That (laughs) is so contradictory. (laughs) No, I hated dealing with the racism, right? Like, people hating me just because I'm black. But also, it gave me the power to do what I want. Because if I got in trouble from a teacher or something... You say, it's just because I'm black. And I was like, like, I would would always say, like, well, Johnny was doing it. Why'd she pick me? (laughs) (laughs) That kid. Oh, man. See, and then then don't work when you're white. (laughs) Exactly. When you're white, it's like, well, you're here because clearly you were doing something. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I had to have a bodyguard for a year because I was getting threats. But really? also at the same time. <laughs> Holy shit. What the fuck? Dude, I went, I went to a school that had drive your tractor to school day. I, I went to a school. 
Oh, no, no, no. I went to school in a cornfield, and the biggest story was a dude was fucking a goat in the middle of the courtyard. I don't want to hear shit about rednecks in school, okay? Did you have drive your tractor to school day, and are yeah. you black? No. So well, it did well, not affect you. Like I've seen people, you. well, maybe not Stupid drive your bitch. tractor to work day, but I've seen people drive their tractor to, to, to he's school like, day. No, but he started with, <laughs> did you have drive your tractor <laughs> to work you day? Black? No. And then goes, and are you black? <laughs> I'm a white boy, but my neck is red. I put Miracle Whip on my Wonder Bread. There was a kid at our school that was known for putting peanut butter on his dick so his dog would lick it off. Oh, yeah, I had a couple of kids in school that did that. Fucking gross. <laughs> Mike grew up in a fuck your cousin kind of place. I, I grew up where everybody was just like legit farmers. Well, they were and farmers. Hated, and hated black people. I had people that got kicked off the yeah, bus. Yeah, no, for but your shit. farmers, your farmers all fuck, fuck your own, their own families. Yeah, I do I have saying. a story of this one girl and guy did uh, bang each other before their parents got married. Uh, and then again, when okay, their parents... Well, well, no, so no, they no. were step... Yeah, they were, were step okay, and they sister. were together, and then their parents got together. No, I think no, that's no, no. for the parents they, to they, do that. It wasn't, it wasn't they were together. It was they wanted to bang before it, they got their parents got married, so they did, got it out of their system. Oh, <laughs> so their parents were dating. Yeah. Right. I don't think getting it out of the way is an excuse for... Um, Neither do I. I. To but, me, okay, that sounds like a porn episode. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen this exact scenario in like movies and shows up? before, oh. where like... Kids will be dating, and then their parents who are single like get together, and it becomes like this thing. And it, I've always thought about that. Like, I saw it in not... a movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's I've in a movie. It. It's in something, but like, it really makes you think. Like, is that wrong? Who's in the wrong there? That would be the parents. I love my parents. Oh, shit, you can was... do about it. Actually, <laughs> so we I have felt so weird on oh, how the to the ones. I know the constabulary ones. I fucks with it. <laughs> That's half my hometown. <laughs> Somebody cancel this motherfucker like they cancel Kara. Weird ass. <laughs> well, I love. So, okay. We all know why she was fired. What she posted Absolutely, obviously yeah. in the social wrong. media rules. Yeah. Like, obviously, she broke the rules. You get fired. But I saw some posts that was like, they fired her because she was conservative. Like, no, whoa, that's highly <laughs> misleading. That is... No, but she compared something and then got fired because of that. No, I but know. But at the same time, if a, I would say if a liberal said the same thing, would they have been fired? That's hard to say. Well, Pedro Yo, why does every single school that's what I'm saying. ever in the U.S. There's a there's a difference between inner thoughts and outer thoughts. And your outer thoughts are like, huh, the weather's not that great today, but... You know, your inner thoughts are like demons and murder, but right. that's fine. Everybody, right. Everybody has controversial thoughts mm -hmm. that they know would piss a lot of people off. Listen, keep I it make, off social media. How hard make, is that? I make all, awful, awful jokes in our group chat, but would I put that on social media? Fuck no. Fuck. The, our luck would be we got famous, and then all of a sudden they go back 20 years from now. Look what Mike <laughs> joked about on Facebook. We literally voted in two pedophilish people back to back. Yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> give a couple terms before we got another one in there? Just back to back? 
you know, for pick the lesser of two evils. And I want... it. It's been like that since I like was your favorite character in Free Fire? Ben. Watching Ben, baby. <laughs> I really I really liked Harry. He was just oh, like Harry was good. hilarious. Yeah, he was. He reminded me like if we were in a shootout, I feel almost feel like you'd just be that calm because you'd be that high all the time. <laughs> you get shot and be like, ah, you bitch, you shot me in the gut. Just get shot and be like, oh, there we go. Now we're cooking. Ord? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ord was badass, dude. But Vern is like so stupid. When uh, Ord is just telling Vern, like, you got 90 minutes, that's the rule of thumb. And then Vern has that moment, like that moment where the gears are turning. He's like, how long has it been? <laughs> in world, where a country and Asia shut the internet off and threatened 20 years in prison and jail. Wow, 20 years of in prison and jail? In world, where a country and Asia shut the internet off and threatened 20... God damn it. In world, where a country and Asia shut the internet off and threatened 20 years in jail for protest. And broadcasting your opinion can get you canceled. You have three best friends still providing you your weekly entertainment. Today we discuss Free Fire. Sponsor time! Give me the sponsors! What do you want? What the sponsors? I give you the sponsors now! Our sponsors are Loner Gaming. Follow him at www.lonergaming. Wait, wait, wait. Erase that. Follow him at www.facebook.com backslash lonergamingbaby. Also, check out his store, lonerstore.com, motherfucker. Put in our uh, discount code, NerdOut, one word, capital N, for 20% off your order, my lover. Also, check out our artist on Instagram at the.artist. That's A-R-D-E-S-T. Also... If you love camaraderie and gaming with your sexy ass, follow Tains on a Twitch. That's T-A-I-I-N-Z-Z. It's like taint. You know, like your sexy ass rubs your taint sometimes, but it's it's different because it's T-A-I-I-N-Z-Z. Tains. I love you. Follow us. Uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash nerd out pod. You will find everything you need. Follow us on everything. Go to that link E-E backslash nerd out pod. Click on all those links, baby. Follow us on all those links. Swear to God, if you do that, I will kiss you. All right, sponsors done. Your hosts today are myself, Lil Mint, a.k.a. Tyler. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of play time. My name is Mitch Mac Paddywhack, and I'm terrified of spiders. Spiders! Spiders! They want me to tap dance. I don't want to tap dance. My name is Mike, and I am the chosen one. You are the chosen one! Let's get this music started. To, this music um, started? Let, 
Let's get this music started. The Black Eyed Peas. You dumbass. It goes like this. Don't come on. Get it started. Come on. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. None of us have ever said, let's get this music started. Where did that come from? I was just throwing it out there. Let's all have an orgy. Let's all have an so, orgy. Just, Ta- just Tyler, do you want to say let's get started? Uh, I mean, if if that's what you want, just us. I three. mean, I mean, I'm I, I'm comfortable with you guys. Uh, <laughs> I swear Fine, to God, if I have the smallest dick out of the three, <laughs> I'm leaving though. I will leave. Okay? I'm the fat one. It's Imagine clear that I'm Tyler going. Tyler storming out of a room. Well, Tyler, are you okay? I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> and then you just hear from the, the room, Tyler, you're 51% white. <laughs> so who wants to say, let's get started, boys? Or you want me to just do another skit let's again? Let's all do it Gosh. together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're having an orgy together, so we might as well do this together, too. Right, oh, now I don't want to do this together. Nope, it's too late. We're doing right. it. One, two, three, go. Let, let, let it get started, boys. You guys know it's let's get started, boys. No, but That's we can't get this because there's like that three second lag, remember? No, we can figure this out. Let's all right. I'll start it. Mac, you go a second after me, and then Mike go a second after. <laughs> we'll make it a round. Okay. <laughs> go. Let's get started. Let's get started, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I started way too soon. Hell yeah, you did. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is the motherfucking synopsis. Bring me that. Beautiful synopsis slung. You're going to take the synopsis, you're going to bring it over here. We're going to park it over there in the car. And we're going to fucking watch Free Fire. And watch the synopsis explode. Boston. Get it, because it's Valentine's Day weekend. Well, I guess it's not really. It happened last weekend. But I was too busy watching World Series by Little Leaguers. That's the Little League World Series. I done fucked that joke up. <laughs> So uh, we open with an aerial shot with the opening credits as aerial shots of the city of Boston with the song Do the Boob by the New Kids. I, I shazammed that. So basically like titty sex. Go on. So, <laughs> anyway. Zooms into an RV driving inside are two men. One of them looks like shit. And they're talking about how the guy who looks like shit got messed up in a fight. We cut to a guy standing outside looking impatient, smoking a cigar. And we see Brie Larson and Killian Murphy who are sitting in a car. I didn't know their names yet, but give me a minute. They're all discussing the deal and telling Frank, who's the dude outside with a cigar, to calm down. The guy who looks messed up, his name is Steve-O. He asks for... Some aspirin guy says he has some smack. 
And he's like, Talk about a fucking sledgehammer to crack a nut. RV finally arrives at the spot with Brie Larson, who is Justine, and Killian Murphy, who is Christopher. Uh, Frank is standing outside when the RV stops, and the fucked up dude, Steve O, he, he gets out. That's okay. So Frank's sister is apparently having a kid with Steve O, and then that's why Steve is there because it's like, you know, you're, I got you, but I also don't like you. And then another man approaches. This man is Army Hammer basically playing himself. That's how I wrote it. His name is Ord. He pats everyone down and says, good, no one's wearing a wire, and they are all friends. Fuck the small talk, let's buy some guns, eh? I know he's not Canadian, but eh was in there. They all walk into this warehouse. Ord explains how who they are going to be meeting with is a super rich and powerful man. Justine asks what the abandoned factory used to be. The matter. It was an old umbrella factory. Umbrella Academy. They're still walking in and up and over and through and in to the warehouse. And they're all having small talk as they finally stop in the center of the room. As they enter, two men enter from the other side of the room. Vernon in a blue suit and Martin, who was a panther, but it didn't work out. Vernon kisses Justine's hand and, and notes that she kind of got fat. Stevo says his South African accent is Austrian because he's <laughs> he's like what the fuck is that yeah he's like what the fuck accent <laughs> is that uh Vernon pulls out a gun from this case and Christopher says it's not what he ordered they ordered M16s and those are AR-70s Vernon's like what the fuck dude who cares tensions continue to rise Martin explains that they're not going to find a better deal based on the needs needs that they have so Christopher picks up the rifle and starts looking at it because he's like, you kind of got a point, dude. Uh, Martin gives Chris a magazine and some rounds to test fire the gun. Ord says, uh, like, a safety announcement while the rifle is hot. He's going to pull out his pistol as a safety measure. Ord is my favorite because of his professionalism throughout all of this. Dude's so fucking badass. He is. He's so calm and collected, but he's also, like, witty. With, yeah. his, with his comebacks. He unloads the whole fucking magazine and nobody is deaf or even complaining or talking like they just were inside with no ear pro for a 30-round automatic weapon. They agree to buy the weapons and Vernon opens the briefcase of cash and says, my, my man Martin here will do the count to see if it's all there. We cut to a shot of two men with a van, one outside, one sitting in the driver's seat. The guy in the driver's seat is like, yo, dude, is this fucking walkie-talkie on? Because I fucking don't want to miss his fucking cue, dude. So Harry has some fucked up knuckles, and then his friend mentions, you better watch those. Uh, looks like Harry punched something, and if you're smart, you'd be like, ah, shit, he punched something. And fucking Steve-O, fuck, dude, it's like the best fucking movie ever. Back in the warehouse, the money is all there. Vernon walkies to bring the girls in. So Ord is giving instructions as to how this deal will go, being a professional the whole fucking time. And Frank says, Ord's the first one he's going to take down if the deal goes south. The van enters the space blasting John Denver music, and it echoes through this warehouse, which even drives the point home more just how much reverberated sound would be hitting the fucking eardrums from 30 rounds. 
Anyway, it was an amazing acoustic sounding scene. Amazing sound editing for that. So Chris asks Justine out on a date as the van pulls in. The van finally pulls up and stops, and Steve-O says, ah, fuck, and starts walking away. Chris notices some more bullet holes, and that comes into play, doesn't it? Harry exits, and him and the guy start opening the back door. Frank says to Steve-O and his friend to get over to the van and to start working. That's why they're there. The two men working for Vernon start emptying all the crates of the weapons, and you hear uh, the different group conversations going on in that space simultaneously. Like I love the realism and the sound editing in this fucking movie so much. We hear Vernon says they aren't going to give them the ammo. Um, he only brought it to sweeten the deal. And then they're going to give the M16s to the Libyans. Oh, shit, they're doing some shady shit. Weird. Arms dealers doing shady shit? No way. There's sudden yelling. Oh, God! What? Jesus! What happened? I got a splinter. Finally, Steve-O and his friend walk over and to start working. And Chris asks for the boxes to be open. And the guy... Uh, Harry sees Steve and just goes at him and smashes out the back window trying to hit him. Steve picks up a plank and hits Vernon by mistake and immediately he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, he's such a fucking douche. And then Justine's like, oh, does it hurt? And No, no, it doesn't hurt. I'm, I'm from Africa, man. Africa's not for sissies. Vernon's asking, like, what the fuck's this all about? Ord says that Steve did something bad. Harry explains that he bottled the girl who wouldn't suck his dick, and she was 17, and it was actually Harry's cousin, and that happened last night. Uh, Vernon says they'd like to leave with the money and tries to keep it calm. He's just trying to be like, everybody, let's just fucking go our own separate ways. There's no trust amongst anyone because of the sex fiend and the wrong guns. Now it's like, eh, yeah, you shouldn't have brought a sex fiend. You shouldn't have brought the wrong guns. Chris says, Steve-O's going to pay the, for the hospital bills and write a letter, and... Harry's like a fucking letter, and Ord's like, Maybe all she right. doesn't read. Maybe she wants a drawing, like a little remorseful pony. She can fucking read, Ord! Steve starts to apologize, and it seems okay until Steve-O comes up, and he says he came so hard in his cousin's mouth. A lot of anger going around, a lot of, like, hostility and, like, tension. We see Harry's taking deep breaths in an amazingly performed and directed scene, because that's, like, no, no, I'm calm, I'm calm, it's cool, I'm fine, kind of moment. Walks over to the van, takes a gun out. Steve-O and slow-mo as now everyone starts running and like freaking out. Uh, Ord instantly takes cover and just watches the whole situation play out. People falling to the ground. Vernon trying to calm it down and Steve pulls out a gun and accidentally shoots Vernon. And the shootout officially begins. I love how Steve-O hitting Vernon with the plank on the exact shoulder that he would later shoot him in was beautiful foreshadowing. And then final note was we've got most of the people laying on the ground firing shots at one another or or one or two at a time. Just pop, pop, pop. Little blips. Realistic. All right, so anyway, Vern... I don't remember who. Uh, and he's like, yes, I got him! And or it's like, he's still moving, Vern. So then, Vern... 
Steve. Martin gets in the head, uh, and he's not dead. He's still, like, moving and stuff. Chris ends up Harry. Steve-O is now fucked up because he's been shot, I think, twice now. Chris is also fucked up because he's been shot. Uh, Vern is freaking out about the boodle. He's like, oh, go get the boodle. Like, we can't leave it out there. Give me some cover. <laughs> Fucking boodle. So then Vern gets going for the boodle. Uh, St- Steve-O gets again in the knee, I think. Justine is running for Martin to get him behind some cover. Somebody says, stop shooting. And Vern goes, it's too late. I've been insulted. <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch. Org. Uh, get by Francis. Jimmy shows up, and he's the he's the confused shooter from outside that shows up, and he looks in and he goes like, "What the fuck?" Uh, Howie, who's with Jimmy, sh- Gordon, and Frank. So Vernon uh, tells Harry to get the case, and Justin, and they're both like, "Fuck you, dude! You go get the case." Ord opens the rifles box and uh, goes in for some ammo. Vern and Chris fight after a gun. Uh, Chris ends up getting it. Justine gets by Harry twice. Shit, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, sure. I can't believe that I gave a shit about your content, you little asshole. Ah, fuck. So Chris and Ord take take down the snipers uh, pretty much back to back. What happened? I forgot who shot him on. Burn kills Bernie, uh, and during this scene, he's shooting at him and missing. And then you hear Ord go, "Aim with two hands, Vern." Harry laughs at Stevo and mocks him because he's grieving. Don't do this to me, Bernie. What am I gonna tell you, mother? You're gonna make me fucking puke, Steve-O. Shut the fuck up, man. Ord, sitting there and just lights up a joint. My motherfucking man. As soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah! (laughs) Stay hydrated, everybody. I did feel bad for Bernie, though. Nah, he his Poor dumbass Bernie, just man. Like, walk. He was walking all calm, like eh, it's fine. Yeah, he didn't think anyone was like, gonna shoot him, but he still. was. He was like in shock. He was having a full on like panic episode. And then that's, he falls and he says like unbreakable or some word like that. I don't know. Uh, and then, don't know. And then he did say something, but I didn't. Yeah, know. he like. I think I read that as he was just in so much shock, like. No logic was left in his brain. He was like, if I just walk out of here calmly, no one will shoot at me. Steve-O gets to Bernie. Uh, and they, everybody's just getting shot. Ord makes fun of Steve-O uh, and says, I know I speak for everybody when I express my sympathies to Steven for the loss of his special friend. Fuck Steven, man. He started the whole thing. Uh, Martin, this is where it cuts to Martin, and he says, I'm not dead. So Steve-O is hiding behind, like, a, a heavy concrete cylinder block. 
and he starts doing heavy heavy drugs while he's reminiscing Bernie memories. Frank tries getting Stevo to uh, do a head count, but he's too fucked up to really understand what what the fuck he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he starts like doing the beard sign, like what? <laughs> like that that stupid high laugh where you're just like <laughs> everything. <laughs> right. So then it cuts to Justine, and she's literally sewing up a cut she has in her leg, and she's talking to Chris. Chris tells Justine to meet him at a restaurant when all of this is over. Vern tells Ord to kill all of these fuckers. Uh, Chris crawls to Frank. Ord knows Howie, the shooter from the outside, and he says, fucking Howard or some shit like that? And then he replies something along the lines of... If I knew you were involved, I wouldn't have taken the job. So, Gordon, Howie, and Steve-O, Howie died. This is where Ord tells Vern that he's got an hour and a half, the bleeding out scene. Vern's all, well, how long's it been? <laughs> Chris asks if Justine can leave. Ord says, yeah. Justine gets up to leave, and then a phone starts ringing. This is where Vern sh- Justine. Uh, now she's back laying on the ground, crawling everywhere. Harry hits Ord, like punches him in the face. Ord starts tickling him, calling him a child. In the middle of a gunfight, though, (laughs) they're getting shot at. He's just tickling a grown-ass man. So Chris tries getting to the phone. Uh, Harry Ord. Ord is now beating Chris up. Steve-O shoots... What what were those little tank things that that explode? Like, what was in those tanks? Uh, Pretty sure they were oxygen tanks. Like, my first thought was, like, helium? (laughs) Like... Uh, I'm pretty sure if you shoot an oxygen tank, it explodes. Yeah, so Steve-O gets to Chris, and he's like, you see that? I did that. And Chris is all, no, I didn't fucking see it. It happened to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then Steve-O just replies, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> so Vern uh, starts wrapping his arm with cardboard. <laughs> Ord Ord says, "Does anyone care what happened to me?" And Harry looks at uh at Vern and goes, "I like your cardboard armor." Vern said, "This is where Vern tells Harry, he's like, you got about an hour twenty, <laughs> like he's the fucking expert now." And, and yeah, and says that he wraps it, he wrapped his arm with cardboard to protect from infection. Because you're more likely to die from infection from bullets. <laughs> Protection from infection. <laughs> Watching Ben. <laughs> Watching Ben. Ord fucking picks up a big ass rock and chucks it at Stevo and hits him in the head. <laughs> Stevo 
or <laughs> in return. And my last note is, are you going to pat down Martin's body? Because he's got the keys to the van. I don't remember who said that to who, but somebody wants somebody to pat Martin down for the keys to the van. I know Harry is involved in the van later, so it's it's probably like Harry and somebody. I don't fucking know. Everything happens so fast. So Frank and Gordon start crawling. Gordon Frank starts crawling up the stairs, and Gordon starts crawling towards Justine, who started crawling away. And then I wrote, it's literally a crawling match to the phone. So <laughs> Van is crawling and chasing down Frank to get to the phone that's ringing. Um, and they start <laughs> shooting at each other <laughs> on the fucking stairs. Uh, Harry draws the short straw and has to run to get the briefcase and keys from Martin's body. <laughs> as, as everyone's just firing at everybody. He's just dodging bullets. And he starts to talk to Martin's body like, don't worry about it. I'm just grabbing your keys. steve is so fucking high on smack that he passes out in the middle of the gunfight. And Chris, like, throws his body to the side. <laughs> and we cut to Harry looking at Martin's head. And that's what he says. So that's what a fucking brain looks like. And Martin just shoots up, scared the shit out of Harry. And I love this because chaotic jazz music started to play. And that's all you could hear is... <gasps> oh, fuck! Man, I thought you were fucking dead! What? What? Man, get the fuck off of me! You got shot in the head, Martin. Get the fuck up. Hey, hey! Party Marte! I know you. Come on, man. Music plays a massive role in this movie. And Martin stands up and he starts shooting at everybody. Get the fuck out of there! I just want my money! It's okay, I'm not shooting! Spoon! Stop running! And we cut back and forth between that and Frank and Vern shooting at each other again on the stairs and throwing shit at each other. Martin calls for Justine. Clearly, they are working together. And we cut to Justine and Gordon shooting at each other in a crawling match in the hallway. Now Martin is yelling to the two shooters from earlier, telling them, Calm down. I know you fucked it up. You're always fucking shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Then he sees Howard's dead body. And he sits next to him, starts talking. He's like, I know you fucked it up, Howard. You're always fucking shit up. And that's when he takes Howard's rifle, which... It might have been an M1 carbine or an M14. I couldn't remember. I think it had a mag, so probably an M14. This was something I'm sure you guys noticed. Throughout the entire scenes, after the chaotic jazz music started playing or ended, we had this high-pitched ringing that was just constant whenever Martin was the focus on 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 the uh, on set. And and for the listeners, that's just, you know, if you have tinnitus, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, so then, anyway, so then Martin starts shooting at Ord again, and that's when he's like, hang on. I got to reload. And Chris takes his gun and goes to shoot fucking Martin. And Martin just looks at him like, really, motherfucker? And Chris <laughs> Chris backed up so quick. Uh, you know, Hold on. I'm sorry. And he slowly put his gun down. And he looks back at Ord, starts shooting again. That's when Martin grabs the suitcase uh, full of money. And then he looks up at this light. And it's a beautiful shot of, of Martin looking at, at this beaming light down on him. And he just goes, oh. <sighs> beautiful and then he he dies because after martin dies we cut back to frank and Vern shooting at each other again through a fucking wall oh, yeah. and then 
Harry yells, All right, everybody hold your fire until I find out if this motherfucker is dead this time. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody well, stopped well, shooting. And then the beautiful metaphor with the light. There was another really beautiful metaphor that was played out on screen as well. Um, and I, actually, I wrote it down. Uh, what I wrote down next was so many different fights are happening. There's like four or five different fights happening, but Justine, Gordon, and he yells, ah, you fucking shot me again. <laughs> and it basically is, he's talking to Justine saying how like, he knows she's a lackey and he used to work a dead end job crawling like a rat. And we get during this story, Frank is crawling through the wall like a rat. Anyways. Yeah, Gordon dies. Justine wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's one fight down. Frank sets Vern on fire, starting dumping gasoline under the door, and Vern gets extremely fucked up. <clears throat> Frank answers the phone, and Vern <laughs> through the wall one last shot and kills Frank. Vern wins the Frank Vern fight. A car drives up and a goon gets out. Uh, Chris heads off to check on Frank, leaving Steve-O to be the last man on the, on the, on the floor of the Steve-O team. Uh, now that Steve-O's awake and no longer extremely high. I mean, he's still very high, but he's more alert now. The goon heads inside and gun drawn because he can hear the gunshots. Ord heads to the electrical box to cut it off. Vern hears Chris coming up the stairs. He grabs his gun. As best as can because he is extremely burnt the fuck up. And he manages to get at least one shot off, misses. And he looks at um, Chris and under his breath says, don't as loud as he can because he's so burnt up and fucked up he can't really talk. And Chris, <laughs> some in the fucking nose. It was awesome. Blows off his, head, his, his nose. It was, oh, it was sweet. And then Chris gets to the phone, starts answering, starts talking. And then Ord cuts the electrical wires, knocking out the phone. Goon walks in looking for Frank, and uh, Harry starts to uh, attack him, and then they just start getting in this fist fight, dude. And the goon throws Harry over the fucking van, falls on the ground, and goes, oh. Oh. Holy shit! I fucking love that part. <laughs> what the fuck am I up again? <laughs> yeah, again, Harry sh it drew the short straw between him and Ord because Ord could have easily handled that guy. And that's when um, Chris starts banging on the window, yelling at the goon, saying like, "Hey, good job." He's under the van, it takes him off guard. Harry gets the upper upper hand and uh, throws something through the goon's jaw. And then bashes the goon's head the, in. The crowbar. Oh, like, yeah. The I think he, like, hooked him. Right. And then took it out. And, yeah. Yeah. That, he was, that was nasty. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Harry starts to drive off, and Steve-O grabs, uh, starts to uh, climb into the, the seat, grabs the money, falls out, and now Steve-O can't get up. And Harry whips that van around. As he's laughing, he crushes Steve-O's head. And we get this awesome, gushy, crunchy... Oh, it's a great song. While John play John Denver's playing in the background, and Steve-O just gets a lucky shot off of his as his head gets crushed, as uh, uh, hit the the nerves just fired off a shot, and it's <laughs> Harry in the ass, and now Harry's dead. I uh, I love how Steve-O is the only one really to get fucked up on screen. So I love that Bernie was pretty much innocent and just gets shot in the back because he never fired off a round, and then. 
Steve-O is a dirtbag and he gets his head crushed on screen because, yeah, the, the goon got his head hit uh, crushed in, but we never saw it. Now we're down to Ord and Chris, the only two left standing, because earlier on, I forgot to mention, Justine was getting away after her gunfight, and she's like, she just says, boys, and then collapses dead. And that's why I say Ord and Chris, the only two left standing. The sprinklers start to go off, and Chris picks up a destroyed umbrella, because it's funny visual, why not? Ord and Chris start talking about, uh, Ord mentions the cops will be showing up in about 15 minutes, and he's like, why don't we go get a beer? And he goes, Chris is like, who's pl- who's paying? And he picks up the briefcase and goes, oh, I guess you are. Ord is helping Chris to the van. He puts Chris on the back of the van. And Ord puts the money on the ground, gets to inside, grabs the keys, and looks at Harry and goes, oh, fuck, I think they got Harry in the ass. <laughs> and Harry's just laying there dead with a bullet hole in his ass. Yeah, laugh at the dead guy, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Laughed at a lot of this movie. It is a funny movie. Ford walks to Chris and he's like, I got a John Denver story for you. And bam, <laughs> through the eyeball. And we will never know what that story was. I really, I know. really. We need a sequel. The Ord story. Pre-Fire 2, the prequel. Pre-fi- uh, the prequel. Pre-Fire, Ord, <laughs> the John Denver story. There we go. That's what we need. Pre-Fire. Come on, get Make on it, Martin Scorsese. It turns out to be justine surprise surprise she's still alive she's got the m1 carbine from earlier from one of the shooters in the wall and then she shoots um she's chris in the chest so yeah martin and justine working together and chris and justine start talking the shit and he's like i guess we're not gonna have that (laughs) that dinner huh and she goes we'll postpone it as she looks sad that she had to do what she had to do to chris and he's like, I just got to know one thing. He's like, who are the shooters? And she goes, I don't know. Martin hired them. She grabs the suitcase of money and starts limping away with her M1. And that's when we get music, the theme song of Free Fire playing in the background. Lights under the door, police sirens, and she turns around like, oh, fuck. And the lovely John Denver starts singing another song as the credits roll. And that, my friends, is the movie Free Fire. This old guitar taught me to sing a love song Showed me how to laugh and how to cry So let's shoot the shit about this movie. Ha! That's no pun intended. I loved that it was pointless. And it was still amazing. See, okay, I want to talk about something real quick. And we can do a, a kind of different, we can use this as Max movie moment. Because I don't really have a particular moment for this movie. I was going to say, like, I was yeah. thinking, like, what would his thing be? Damn, so, so are we skipping Max movie moment? Well, technically. Because okay. here, I want to have a discussion with you guys. Because I was thinking about this earlier when you brought up there's no real plot. This is the Napoleon Dynamite of action films. It made me think, what if the point is that there's no point proving that all this violence in the world over fucking money is pointless? Does that make sense? Valid. Valid. Yeah. If if you really want to think that deep about it, I don't think I don't think most people who would watch it would ever get that deep about it. No, but But yeah, I I could see that like max movie moments is to like try to find the deeper so I was thinking, because 
it's you compared it to Napoleon Dynamite, Mike. I don't know if I agree with that because Napoleon Dynamite is fucking stupid. I love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the fact that Napoleon Dynamite, its plot is pointless. And with Free Fire, it's like they took, it's almost like they took one scene from a movie and stretched it out. But you don't, but you don't know the rest of the movie. Wasn't there something, Mike? You told me that like the writers and the director, well, writer director, wanted to do it an action film completely on the ground and see if he could do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why Martin Scorsese produced it. Um, the director of the movie. So well, in a way of like only doing a movie in a one film location, but it being a big budgeted movie so ben wheatley is the director of this and um martin scorsese oh what movie did he see that he really enjoyed from him it might have been is he related to patrick scorsese i hate you anyways (laughs) martin scorsese oh he saw his version of the abc's of death so abc's of death is a horror oh my god dude like like 26 directors oh shit yeah ever seen and so he was like, well, I want to do a movie on a one location, but I also want it to be, like, well well done um, with high actors. And that's pretty much how they could get Killian Murphy and, and um, uh, Brie Larson and uh, Charlto Copley. I always say his name wrong. But that's how he got all these Army these Hammers. Which... Martin Scorsese. There, I love how there's no context at all with anything in this movie. Like, they're buying all these weapons, the Irish are, for what purpose? Oh, uh, during that time, it was, like, something to do with a revolution or, or something like that. Um, 1971. That's right. It, this was in the fucking 70s. Yeah, they had a revolution going on between, I think, them I and I forgot Britain, this was right? in the 70s. Yeah. My bad. This was in the 70s, but one of the one of the revolvers... I don't remember what it's called, but it was it made in '98. Is that one of your fun facts? No, that's just something that I remembered from researching the fun facts, uh-huh. and I think it would be interesting. But since you guys brought up the '70s, you know, here we are. That was interesting. So, uh- I was watching this again this morning, not really thinking. That's another thing. There's no context in this movie. It doesn't even give you the year or the location. Really, you have to figure that out on your own. Mm. It's pretty easy to figure out the location, but. When I it clicked, I was like, oh, yeah, they're definitely in the 70s based on what they're wearing and shit. I was like, that's why they're not just, like, pulling out a cell phone, just being like, <laughs> back off. This whole movie <laughs> wouldn't happen today. Well, not just that. Like, the whole movie wouldn't have happened if, if Steve-O would have just fucking apologized for being a fucking dirtbag. Right. And, I, and all honesty, what, what exactly yeah, happened? He's... He said that he did something to his cousin. What is it he did to? He bottled he her. He bottled. He, he hit her in the head with a bottle and fucked up I her entire face. I thought he broke her. No, he bottled her, meaning he took well, a bottle to her fucking head, cut her face up because she wouldn't suck his dick. Well, remember when he said that he he came so hard in her mouth? I don't I think, think that was that an intimidating thing. Face. Yeah, I think that was because he was trying to really piss him off. Hold up, I'm gonna Google. What bottled means? Yeah, and it's here's the top definition from Urban Dictionary. But oh, slang. Urban Dictionary is going to be sexual. 
No, slang in Christchurch, New Zealand for when you get into a fight and hit your opponent in the head slash face with a bottle. Vindication! But it's also the, the question of having is... broken a beer bottle over someone's head. Yeah. The word is predominantly used in South Boston. Boom. It's probably where it was filmed. Uh, another question. Well, actually, it had to have been because Harry. South... It was filmed yeah. in South and even uh, Vernon says the death penalty in Massachusetts for this oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Trust Which me, is also I false. fucking noticed they, it was fucking Boston, all right? I got the fucking they, hat. They, they banished the uh, whole killing of killers in Massachusetts, like in the 50s, which is another thing they got wrong. Hmm. Also, a question is, did Steve-O actually do that? Because when he, at the beginning, when he was like, I didn't fucking do that. I guaranteed he did it. He was just trying to say he didn't do it. Yeah. Also, if you didn't do it, why would you say, I came in your cousin's mouth so hot? They were well, just I mean, all get pissing each other off at that part. He's also, his cousin was in the hospital because she was hit in the face with a bottle, so. He did something. He at least hit her in the face with a bottle. Whether that was because she wouldn't suck his dick, we don't know, but. I still say Max Ray. She probably why. did it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I, I yeah. And also, I, he was saying he didn't do it to uh, Frank, who is like his uncle-in-law. Uncle, yeah, something. Yeah. Like that. So he was saying it to his family, because he also like was with. Doesn't want it. Right. No, I thought he was with Frank's daughter or something. He might. He might be married to Frank's daughter, and that's probably. What, I don't know. No, Frank is his uncle. Maybe they said they were like related. I don't know. Somehow they're related. Yeah, I don't remember how, but yeah, I don't know. So we can. Move so that on. was technically Max movie moments. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I picked this movie because I fucking love this movie. Like, I, I love this movie. Uh, it actually ranks in my my top five, but definitely action you... movies. It ranks number one. How many times have I said it ranks in my top five? No, seen. How many times? Have oh, you how seen? many times have I seen this? I think this is my 13th or 14th time Jesus now. Jesus Christ. Because I've seen it 12 times before then. Like, I would just watch it repeatedly. This is like my guns akimbo, you know? Like, I've watched so that movie is, like six times now. So this is like me watching the Goldbergs. It's just something you can put on over and over again. I fall asleep to it sometimes. Yeah, so it's that. It's literally that for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as an independent movie, it's definitely my favorite for sure. And uh, I did. I gave it a 10 out of 10 because to me, I don't have any qualms with this movie. I think it's a qualms. perfect movie. I have no issues. I have no issues. Qualms. 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 I have no issues. Qualms. It is a 10 out of 10 qualms. in my qualms. rating system. Qualms. I, I went into this movie definitely suspecting there be like a larger plot. Like when I started watching it and they were in the warehouse, I thought that was going to be like a a flashback maybe or or one of those things where they put the end of the movie at the beginning uh and the more it went on the more i was just like this is this is gonna be it this is it <laughs> and and i just that's when i started enjoying it more because i wasn't trying to figure out what everything was for so like at the warehouse, you're like, okay, why are they buying these guns? And is the movie's main character going to be Vern or Chris? Uh, 
And then you just slowly start to realize like everything's happening in that warehouse. And then that's when I personally started enjoying it more was when I wasn't trying to figure out who the main character was and what's the point. Like all of them were the main character. Yeah. Like don't, don't go into this. We waited. Yeah. Don't go into this movie trying to look for a point like I did. That's, that's the mistake I made. The second time I watched it, I enjoyed it a lot more because I just wasn't looking for the plot. What That's was like your the rating? third time you've said that for a movie on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you said that for Mystery Team. <laughs> no matter how many times I watch the fucking movie, I yeah, still hate mis- it. <laughs> Mystery Team, I did say that because it is stupid, <laughs> and I'd give it a 7 out of 10. That's your average since we started doing this seven. I don't think you've gone yeah, higher than a seven. That's seven point five. I think that's that's just what I do for movies that I that I enjoy, um, but don't make me think. Because to me, the perfect movie makes me think, and a ten out of ten is a movie like that uh, from me. But I still enjoy the movie, and once I found out there was no plot. Like, if I went into it with that mindset, I'd probably give it an 8, but I didn't, so I, I'd give it a 7. I would say an 8, because it's a fun movie. I like that. I don't know. I, I think it sets it up as, like, a movie that's going to be a fun kind of ride, I guess. I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like, you can tell almost right away this is going to be a comedic action film. And if you saw any sort of advertisement for it, you knew that. So, like, it's, I don't know, watching it again and thinking about it more deeply this time, I I appreciate it more. So I'm going to go with an eight just because it's fun and and no movie is perfect. So I can't, and I can't give it a nine because it. That's near perfection. Yeah. And it leaves more questions that I want answered. Like, really, what were, who were all these people? Who the fuck is Justine? And where the fuck is she going? Why was she working with Martin? Why did Martin, Martin get kicked Martin out of the Black die? Panthers? Yeah, why did he get kicked out of the... Probably because he could die. I think we can see why, because he's fucking psycho. He's crazy. Yeah, well, the Black Panthers were psycho. <laughs> yeah, but he and must be more point, crazy. Like, he's so crazy, they kicked him out. Yeah, I don't know. I see, I just... I love this movie so much because I didn't question anything. It's just a movie about nothing, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. That's why I thought it was perfect. Yeah, Mike and I have very separate opinions about what makes a good movie. I mean, if almost you're opposite. Like, it is because if there's blood in action, I love it. When I had an IMDb account and I would go see a movie that I really liked, I would just go give it ten stars just to give it like the yeah, you guys did because I know a lot of people are gonna hate on it, but this will help your ratings. Fail. Except for Interstellar, I still give that ten stars. So that's your perfect movie. Stupid. No, that's Ad Astra. He's talking about Interstellar. See, that's what I'm saying. Ad Astra was just a ripoff of Interstellar. Look, even Tyler thought that's what you were talking about. <laughs> I like how, how Mike just knew I mixed them up. Oh, <laughs> automatically <laughs> knew it, dude. dude I, didn't, I was like, how are you going to talk shit about Interstellar? That was a yeah. perfect movie. Welcome to Mike's IMDb Rotten Tomatoes Corner. The Rules. For the IMDb Rotten Tomatoes Corner is two points for a spot-on guess. One point if you're the closest, zero points if you're most likely Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. 
IMDb rule, 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 rule. And uh, same thing for Rotten Tomatoes. They're going to guess the critic and audience score at Fresh Rotten or Certified Fresh and the percent. Two points for spot on guess. One point if you're the closest. Zero, obviously, if you get it wrong. wrong All right. Wrong, wrong. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're doing IMDb. I have to pee or IMDb? <laughs> I have to. IMDb, you fucker. Is that 10 IMDb. Tyler, <laughs> what do you think it is? Out of 10. Tyler, just say 6.9. 6.9. God, Matt, go. Feeling lucky today. Dude, I want to say, like, it's really high, but I've been so fucking off. So I'm going to go low. 6.3. Damn, Mac, you were, or, uh, Tyler, you were so close, dude. I was like, Tyler's going to get the point. No, it's a 6.4 out of 10. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it was so close. <laughs> Curse you, your family, dude, your cows. <laughs> I have been so fucking off with those. It has been eating at me. <laughs> Dude, during the, the week, I'll just be like, damn, I've been I've been off. Yeah, you would, like, kick Tyler's ass in the last two episodes. Tyler's, like, six points away. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You couldn't have, you couldn't have done, like, a, a, <laughs> a six point oh? That or still a five point nine? Um, okay. <laughs> Wait, a 5.8? <laughs> this is unbelievable. Oh, God. All right. Texting Hang on. Again. Hang on. All right, Tyler, you still have chances, though. All right, Mac. Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Fresh at 64%. All right. Tyler. Fuck you. Fresh at... Sixty-five percent. Again, asshole! You're such a dick. So I'm gonna start making a rule that you can't just purposely do that. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not on the rules. <laughs> it, it's about to be. <laughs> it, it is fresh at sixty-nine <laughs> percent. Tyler, what would you yeah, have originally you given said it? Sixty-nine. Well, I was gonna six-point-nine. See, that's the gift of being an asshole. <laughs> Dude, you would have had it spot on. If you just copied me and did exactly what your IMDb score was. I thought would've... about it. But then what? I thought, oh, what if it's the same thing and you get it and it's in the dick. middle? All right, Tyler, audience rating, you dumb bitch. I'm going to go 72%. All right. <laughs> go ahead, Mac. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. 68%. All right. Well, um, the movie is uh, audience rating of rotten at 52%. Damn. I don't know how. Don't know fucking how. I know why. Because there's no plot. Well, those people can fucking suck my dick. I mean, there is a plot, but. Right. They can suck my dick. Or is the point no plot, like you said? The point is, we're moving on to the budget. Mac, give me the budget and a buster success. Still gonna go fifty million. 
and a bust. Tyler. Big names usually bring in bigger audiences. I'm going to go 44 million. <laughs> Your head keeps disappearing with the hat. Success. So uh, it's 7.5 million, uh, and it was a bust. It only made 3.7 million in the box office, and with DVD sales, it was like $643,000 for a grand total of $4.4 million off of a $7.5 million budget. It's our like so, second. So we tie. So we, we tie them. Yeah. So now the ratings go: Mac at forty-seven, and Tyler at forty. This is Max Movie Did the pointless movie have a point? You decide. Oh yeah. Tyler, no. Tyler, no. Tyler, you get in here right now! Alright, Tyler, hit me with them fun hit facts. Hit me with your fun facts. Oh, oh. Fire away. Okay, thanks, man. This is Fun Facts with Lil Mint. Okay. <laughs> Frank refers to County Down as being in Northern Ireland. An Irish Republican would not use that term as it would give recognition to British rule in Ireland. The stunt in which the van rolls over Steve-O's head was done practically. It was, it was based on a trick from Penn and Teller where one side of the vehicle is heavily weighed down while the other is not. Then the tires are replaced with a softer rubber foam ones. Ben Wheatley demonstrated the stunt for himself to prove it was safe. Holy shit. So they actually drove over this guy's head and then went through and did it digitally afterwards. That's amazing. Right? Also, thank you, Penn and Teller, for letting us into the magic world a little bit. Right? Like, that. when I read that, I was like, how many other like magic tricks could be used on set to make things look better? Uh, no CGI was used in the scene where Vernon's character was lit on fire. The actor performed the stunt himself with the protection of a fire retardant suit and four men with fire extinguishers on standby. I was going to say, watching that scene, I was like, that really They're looked real. like him. Yeah. Like, that, that didn't look like a stunt guy. That's awesome. I'm lo- you're making me love this movie even more. They ran over a guy's fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> ben Wheatley wrote the role of Chris for Cillian Murphy after really? the actor <laughs> for Cillian <laughs> Murphy after the actor approached him and expressed a desire to be cast in one of his films. Olivia Wilde was cast for the lead for a lead role in this film, but dropped out. That would have been a poor casting anyways. This film was built on the longest gunfight in the history of movies since about 55 minutes elapsed between the first and last shots fired with deadly intent. 55 like, dude. They have rules for classifying what a gunfight is in a movie. You have yeah, to have deadly that, intent. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Do you guys know who Luke Evans is? Yes. He was cast to be Vernon, but dropped out. Ah, uh, well. Either way, it would have been cool. Wait. 
Luke Evans. I know that name. Yeah. He's from No One Lives. He's from Beauty and the Beast. He's done... Um, I'm just oh looking at him. Oh, oh Luke Evans. Movies. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I would have liked him, but I'm a fan of Luke Evans. That's why. Yeah, no, but as Copley is far better. But, uh, no, Copley would have. Copley did it the best. He would have. Yeah, done it I was gonna say as it Vernon. Way. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go over he would have been too serious. There's a lot of interesting ones, I think. Uh, so there's this one's for the nerds. While planning out the dimensions of the set, Ben Wheatley built a scale replica of the film's warehouse in the video game Minecraft, so he could walk around in it and see what he wanted to do. No shit. Ben Wheatley said that one of the inspirations was an actual FBI report on a Miami shootout. Ben Wheatley said the main reason he wanted the film to be in the 70s was because there would be no mobile phones. And the last one, Army Hammer said that the police appeared uh, on the second day of shooting following many calls of concerns from members of the public in nearby shops having heard gunshots. <laughs> they didn't even tell people in the neighborhood that they were <laughs> shooting a movie. <laughs> Could you imagine just like sitting here and just hearing like... Holy shit. That's awesome. I call cops too. That is amazing. They must make some loud ass blanks. Well, we did learn in Die Hard there's blanks that are not so loud and blanks that are deafening. And they must have been using the deafening ones. Also, also, I mean, some of them had to be real because the shots in the concrete. Well, no, they you can put you could put little um, little charges that go off. That's how they do the blood. That's how, right. It's a it's a practical thing. Yeah, it's like on a. And it really puts thing. that that hole in the concrete. No, they put it inside the hole. Yeah, no, there's the out. hole. They like drill right. out the hole and then they pack it with like fake concrete. It's like a little, ex- yeah, and it's like a little charge that busts out the fake concrete. Uh, yeah. Tyler's uh, like, thank God we told him that because Tyler's like, all right, guys, so we're using live ammunition. <laughs> Give me the five five six. Especially for Max like, movie. What? Be like, just hey, we rehearsed it with blanks. Now we're gonna go live. This is what we do. <laughs> it's like I get shot in the back. Yes, and you rehearsed. You're fine. You I want it to look real. Up. You signed no, the, the contract. That, the last, look real. that is real. <laughs> the last, you signed the contract. It's not my fault you didn't read it. <laughs> the, the last movie to use live rounds was Flag, uh, not Flags of Our Fathers. Uh, uh, what's that fucking, what's that movie with real military veterans? Uh, they were on a boat and they used a minigun. God damn it. Va- Act of Valor. Act of Valor. Valor. That was the last movie that to use actual live Garbage, rounds. but the action sequences were so well, fucking well, awesome. I mean, it was garbage because it was played by the actual yeah, guys yeah, who were portrayed well, themselves. I love the scene in the bar in the beginning where he's like, I'm going to be a dad. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> oh, you'll be all right. I know I will. You're definitely not going to die later in this movie. Nope, definitely not me. <laughs> no, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah. Grenade! <laughs> But the action sequences, you can tell the directors were like, just do what you do. Tell us what you do. (laughs) Yeah, and we're going to put cameras around it. Well, anyway, so uh, my pick was Free Fire, and the next pick would usually go. Sorry, check this out. 
In the opening lines, uh, Steve-O yells, my fucking head is about to explode here. Uh, this is actually a foreshadow, his death at the end. <laughs> I think Matt brought, Mac brought that up. <laughs> no? No, I didn't. I brought up the... I could have sworn somebody did. No, I brought nah, up he saying hit him on the shoulder and then he got shot. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, both, yeah, so then that was... Both of them totally were accidental. <laughs> this week was my pick, Free Fire. Usually it would go Max pick would be next, but for the next two weeks we have new releases we have to cover. From Warner Bros. New releases! Yes. Yeah! We're going to end Black History Month appropriately with uh, a movie that uh, covers the Black Panthers. And is that, that really is... What... Huh? Is that really what it's about? Yeah. Remember, I know nothing about it. Yeah, it's during like the Black Panther movement. Uh, it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Wait, it doesn't have the word black in it. <laughs> I don't think you can say that, Mike. You're right. <laughs> Judas and the... Black Messiah. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. It's Judas and the Native... The shit. It's Judas and the African American Messiah. <laughs> the Native? <laughs> it just got so much worse so fast. Judas and the Negro Messiah. <laughs> Tyler could say that. He won't get canceled. Wait, for that. wasn't that like a TikTok or something where somebody like looked at a globe and looked at Niger and was like, guys, <laughs> you can't put that on a globe. <laughs> oh my God. I hate people. Oh, oh all right. Uh, so, so, so we're going to do Judas the Black Messiah next. And that is going to be on HBO Max as an exclusive, also being released in theaters. Um, so check it out. Good way to end. You know, February, Black History Month. And then our next movie after that will be Tom and Jerry. And then Max Pick. So Ooh. we've got a couple of weeks, Mac. Make a Ooh. make a pick wisely. Max like Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery <laughs> Team 2. More mysterious. The fact... Dude. 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 I need to pick a really terrible movie next. <laughs> No. Why? <laughs> Just because I want Tyler to say something other than I give it a seven, seven point five. You guys wanna <laughs> you guys wanna hate me? No. Don't do baby it. shark it do, 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 Oh, oh shark, god, I thought you were gonna pick a terrible movie next. No. Um so oh, I guess like uh, Thomas the Train movie. <laughs> Let's see, I don't even honestly I don't know if I picked a terrible movie on my list. Yes, you have. Number no, one. No, 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 no. On my list that I'm oh. going to be picking from now on. Uh, little Monster. Well, yeah, Little Monster. Except for 15 picks, which is like really over a year's worth because we do like every two weeks. Mm. What happened? <laughs> Sorry, my son was calling under the door to put Blue's Clues back on. Your son was crawling under the door? You should spray holy water Falling. Calling, you oh, call. <laughs> he goes I out, his son's up on the ceiling, just like, <sighs> like how much space is between the door and the floor? <laughs> oh, it's a large space. 
None. That's why I said get the holy water. Don't forget uh, to to rate us on Apple Pods. Five star ratings helps us out a lot. Uh, I gotta find the rest of my shit I wrote down. Hang on. Here. <laughs> oh yeah, follow us on Spotify. You know, you can find all our links. Yep, yeah, you can find all our links on our link true.ee, as we said earlier in the pod at Nerd Out Pod. Um, I know we're Nerd Out Movies, but it, it's Nerd Out Pod for short. Uh, you know, yeah, sub, to our, uh, sub to our YouTube page. We, we upload our short films there for our reluctant production. Yeah. How's it going, ladies? And, uh, yeah, thank you. Much. Don't forget, we, we have a Twitter. I know most of you have forgotten because we only have four followers. Uh, and two of them are me and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and we got an Instagram that's growing. Our Facebook page is growing in our Facebook group. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, you can find out all on our link tree. All our links on linktree.ee at NerdOutPod. Rate. Rate. Did you just rate. say rape? Rate. Rate. Rate, 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 rate. Oh my God! I was like, this is not a chance I want to get on board with. Christ, Mac! You're the one chanting rape. I'm chanting rape. Probably take it out. Probably stop, dude. So, anyways, we're gonna nerd out movies. I'm just gonna go before I say something else. Nerd out movies. Nerd out. Uh, he didn't uh, even say bye. I love you. <laughs> Nerd out. Oh, goodbye. 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 Bye. Goodbye. 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 Nerd out movie. Good to meet you, boys. Thanks for coming out. I'd be later. You didn't masturbate before you got here, did you? What? I told you I don't want to work with anybody who's carrying a loaded weapon. <laughs> so if you need time, go find yourself a dark corner. Justine, how are you tall? As gorgeous as ever. Well, you've uh, put on a bit of weight. Did somebody impregnate you? Fuck oh, off. Good. Still a chance. What the fuck is that accent? I think it's like Swiss or something. Austrian. That's Austrian. Would you hold your makeup there for me? Thank you. All right there, Smokey. You smell good. Thank you. It's <laughs> your mother. Okay, no wires if no one's listening in. I guess we're all friends. The, uh, the fag and the retard are an interesting choice of muscle to bring to the party. Ow. You know what? Fuck the small talk. Let's buy some guns, eh? All right. Step into my office. Hey, don't go.